0: Today's episode is class.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Latest Movie Microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata, and I am your gracious host, alongside me, the translucent, transformational, transmogrified, Lou Reed Transformer fave, Mr. Just L. What's going on, sir? Oh, man, just trying to, you know, be
2: harmless on this earth, Nick. That's what I'm trying to do. How about yourself? The opposite. I got something to bring up to you. All right. You've seen these news stories about these Mexican officials uh, the <laughs> showing the dead alien corpses? Yeah. Could you, and you're ever in your right mind, I've never seen cuter alien corpses presented. Or less anywhere. believable alien corpses? I mean, look, I want them to be real. You said you would love them to be real, but you don't believe them, huh? You don't think they're just, you think they're fakes? That's what you're saying.
1: I didn't read the articles. I just, I saw I just that at, they were getting memified a little bit.
2: I just got, I just looked at the pictures. I, but, you know, you saw them, right? You saw at least the one. They have. That stone little statue-looking thing. Yes, and they have it like photographed, like he's on this huge, like gigantic pillow, which is also so cute to me. But mm-hmm. I'm just excited how cute they are. You know, like I didn't want them to look horrifying. You know, I'm glad they went the cute road. Do you? How's Travis Walton? Has he seen these?
1: Have anybody well, called him? If if so, he's got some splaining to do because those things are of no threat to t- to T. rawlt I don't know. I
2: just wanted to bring them up because in, in the movie that we're going to do today, someone is ripping Andrew McCarthy in, in the background and says, how are things on Neptune? Because he looks, you know, it looks nerdy, I guess. But that's, I mean, I think that's kind of a nice tie to this, this story. I'd love to ask if they, do you think they can bring this, resuscitate this, this stone alien? Please? It looks like he's made of concrete, Nick.
1: Yeah, it looks... It, my daughter is taking clay throwing in, in college right now. It's mm-hmm. one of her things. And the pictures she sends back are sort of primitive. Yeah. I got serious echoes when I saw that photo. What do like you mean? First, first semester clay throwing. Clay throwing? The alien. I've never heard, I've never heard of clay throwing. That's what, what is they that? call it. That's what the, Demi Moore was doing in Ghost. Okay, really? I, they, I didn't, I've never heard that before. Interesting. Clay, clay throwing. throwing is another word for Patrick Swayze.
2: Anyway, I just wanted to bring it up because it's just made my day a little bit seeing those pictures floating around. You know, I haven't heard the the briefing, but man, I hope he's just the guy that's doing this is dead serious. The government's like, we found them, guys. We got them. They're dead, and they look like E.T. when he was
1: on the verge of death in that puddle, but they got a yeah. monobrow. It's the rare paver aliens, the paver aliens that come from a very distant place made up of paver stones. I'm proud. I hope Trejo Walton is uh, doing his job underneath the border.
2: An extraterrestrial that you'd want to adopt into your family is how cute it looks, you know? Yeah, Charles wall, and I, that's what I'm saying. I, my heart goes out because I, you know, I know whenever another hoax pops up, he probably starts to sweat, you know, and they're getting into his hoax game. You know, maybe wonder if he ever gets protective.
1: You know, there's or, supposed to be some release today of USA related sighting stuff. Oh, as I want well. to hear about this. So it makes me wonder what is going on in the news cycle that they're trying to distract us from. I don't mind the distractions. I think the distractions should be the news. It should be constant. Look at this stone alien we found today. Oh, by the way, there's a tornado kicking everyone's ass. And, you know, so should, another, should we have an imbalance in the media right now. Another day, another stone alien. Exactly. He the guitarist for Pearl Jam. <laughs> you know what else I love in the news? Hmm. I actually do love this. I love how uh, it's finally uh, reckoning time for Ashton Kutcher. Oh, cause people people ain't Andy happy Masterson. with his ass. Or Mila Kunis,
2: his, his wife. Yeah, they send in letters like uh, a lot of times when people are um, committed have uh, committed a crime and they need support. Their friends will write in letters of. Support or what do they say? Like of, uh, you know, here's what I know about it. his. His this man, he's a good dude. I think it's pretty common that people do this, and it's just got extra attention because this case is insane, and he's got famous friends.
1: About my friend John Wayne Gacy, great clown. I don't. I think you're forgetting great clown. But yeah, so they got roasted. They
2: apologize because they. Oh, the, oh they apologize. Well, you know what I'm saying. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, look, who else did it? Someone else did it. Oh, another thing, and then the, everybody came out and said. Topher Grace is great because he he didn't send a letter or something.
1: And Conan O'Brien's great because he alluded to him being creepy in a joking interview many, many years ago. I, I don't even think Conan was... Yeah, Conan, like, he was just kind of... Making a joke. Yeah, of course, and because Danny Masters was being weird in that and that, he was just responding to it. You know what I hate? Mm-hmm. The majority of the jokes I make will be really bad should I ever get in trouble for doing something bad, which I won't. Most of my humor comes at the expense of The Innocent, Mm-hmm. It can be contextualized quite differently once I go into the pokey. Hey, ain't no one gonna go
2: through these podcasts and and grab you, and if they do, they're just gonna like you because you got some good you got some good stuff in here. So you don't have to worry. No one's gonna come through two hundred and seventy podcasts trying to find the goods on you if you are already in jail. Maybe the old show, oh, maybe the old show would be
1: worse. But once again, even in the old show, I wasn't. It wasn't a, a warning sign about the horrific real world person I can be.
2: You know i i take that back. i'm people boring do obsessive I'm
1: boring in the real world super
2: boring maybe you should go to prison and get people to listen to this thing i think there's plenty of prison podcasts to be honest you think we could still do it if you're in the in the clank and the clink is it the clink or clank it's the clank it's or the clink both? of course the, is the, clink. Both?
1: the clank oh, the is, clank i think when you go to australia it makes a different sound when they close the bars they never close the bars in Australia. Come on, Nick. That's, uh, I've been there now. Our, right. boy, our boy down there. I know. Blake. Hey, Blake. Hope everything's going well. Hope your trip to Sydney is going well. The Dope Ranger. Is he going
2: to... I'm just trying to come up with a cool name for
1: him. Let's, cut, let's come up it. with a
2: Nick. Nickname for him.
1: Nope. You Tell you to. what, though. Mm. When I'm in a bad mood and he makes a comment, he's the cure-all. There we go. The cure-all is not a bad nickname for him.
2: Yeah, he's a... He's a um, a wonderful person and a and a man driven by cars, Nick.
1: No, cars are driven by him. That's Both. where you get it wrong. Both he's driven. He's driven by the art of photography. I think. I think that is part of it as well. I think Carl's or Carl's. I think That's, cars are just the, the so vessel them, for lack of... in Australia. I believe they do call them Carl's. <laughs> Before we get to the nit grit, we played an old game, a bunch of old creative games. I the know, past we week back. or so, I think we talked in the last episode about doing dirty words Gravel. We brought Q and A back last week. We did, and we brought that other thing back, that psych game back. What a delight! What a delight to be Ellen DeGeneres' rit- rit- app. Yeah, our, our hero, Ellen DeGeneres, has an app called Psych where you can
2: play. It's like a party game, and they ask she asks you a question, and then you. It's kind of what is it like Balderdash, sort of.
1: Yeah, and it's fun. It's it's yeah. mihawk has been using them. Hims pills.
2: What do you mean? What are you talking about?
1: He's getting to be a balderdash. dash. He's got to got
2: handle it. Anyway, so um, they, you know, she's back in the news. She's going to be um, Ellen DeGeneres back on TV, trying to save the gorillas. Nick, it's a passion project of hers. I read today.
1: Well, I tell you, with the first place to look, yeah, the mist, number one habitat of gorillas. So one of the things that we had uh, on this little game that is a nightmare game. So much fun. Whereas movie, it was, they gave you the title of a movie and we came up with our own. You have to kind of figure out which, who wrote which. Sure. In synergy with the movie microscope, one of the first movies that came up was A Boy and His Dog. That's right. And our friend Andrea was playing with us. And so what it is, is they give you the name of the movie and then we all individually on our phones write, our answer for it, and then it syndicates all of them together, and the game is you're supposed to guess which one's the correct answer, but we don't play it for points, we play it for entertainment. So, as an example, a boy and his dog, the Mm -hmm. answers were as follows. Plot, a pickle weeps.
0: Or, a man
1: communicates telepathically with his dog who can sense the presence of human females. (laughs) Or, a boy and his dog switch hair. Or, Kurt runs out of ketchup and fire, so he has to raw dog. Mm. What art? It's, it's
2: art, man. I think the Pickle Weeps one it must have been mine. I cannot identify which one of those was mine, but I believe it's that. The worst one. Hardly. The worst one is then, the real
1: one. I don't know what you're talking about, first of all. We just did it, Nick. We just yeah. zoomed that movie. I've, Let me I've, do one more. A movie oh. that we've been we've been threatening to do on this podcast of unknown origin, the, the Peter Weller classic. Yes. It threw us that, and the uh, answers were as follows. After rebuilding an old house, a man obsesses over a rat infestation that leads to an interspecies duel. Okay? Mm-hmm. That may be the real one. That might be. Another one is... A man finds a planet in his backpack and has no idea how he got it until he remembers he's in space and his name is Planet Backpack Matthew. (laughs) Oh, that's yours. The next one is a movie about carrying cars to a mom. (laughs) And then the last one was Marjorie knew she shouldn't have eaten Diane's potato salad. She fucks up every potluck. Well, I'd see all four of those movies. My heart goes out to Diane a little
2: bit. I feel it. Yeah, I think those sound great. Yeah, I miss the, I like that game. We hadn't
1: played that in years. I would like to make it a regular occurrence. I would like to involve others. Sure. Anything else going on that's worth mention? I mean, no. Not
2: really. I finished Silo on Apple Plus. Is that their channel? What's Apple's channel called? I think the is it I think Apple it's right. Plus? So I watched Silo starring Rebecca Ferguson. I thought it was okay. It's a big show for Apple, and Rebecca Ferguson is great. I thought that show kind of ran out of steam a little bit, but I, but I liked it okay.
1: How about you? What you, have you been watching other than Ahsoka? A variety of things. I just mm-hmm. kind of bounce around like a champion. I've got my shit on a swivel, you know? A lot mm-hmm. of baseball, though. Not in theaters, no. I, I've rented some, but I haven't watched them yet. You know, let's not beat around. Guys, it's a movie microscope. It's a show in which we zoom in. We watch Wicked with a fishmonger, cancel cereal. We drive a Fiat through Tom Sawyer's fence. We unplug the Pope's respirator. We pull a billion G's in a plummeting crop duster. We switch our batteries out with shatteries. We ask Sean Young where she shops for shovels. We push a stubborn friend through the eye of a needle and then shit on that needle. And we caress and careen until we're warm deep down deep. Watch a movie through a set of destroyed, wet, finger fucked ears that have heard, listened, and transmogrified through our eyes, giving us the gift of sight, the pupils of delight, and as we watch a movie we just we see what makes or breaks and share with the likes of you the listener. So if we were talking about boxing Helena. Talk about the scene where Julian Sands goes 12 rounds in a unanimous decision against Helena. Talk about the little moments. And today, baby, we got a big in. We do. We got class, Nick. Movie that yeah. I watched many times as a kid. Yeah, this,
2: this was an HBO staple, correct? Like, it was yeah. on all the time. And it was kind of a salacious film. The, the poster I remember was like a sex comedy poster, right? Like... Was it like a bare-chested Rob Lowe or Andrew McCarthy? I don't know who's on what the, but it's it just looks like two young guys and a very pretty older woman. Hijinks will ensue. Not salacious as I expected it to be, to be honest. Kind of tame. It's a little bit the graduate, which I think is a criticism that it's that's off leveled at it. I also believe it has trouble kind of understanding what it wants to be. Don't we Um, all? But man, is it a little bit of a what do they call that? Uh, incubator for young talent, Nick. Man, a lot of these youngsters that we know of today show up in this.
1: Yes, that's true.
2: Why don't we list off the cast? Okay. Suzanne Snyder from Return of the Dead 2. Virginia Madsen. Well, she is a legend. Cliff Robertson in here, Nick. Seriously, seeing up the joint? The performance of his life? I, I don't disagree.
1: I hate him. That stiff son of a bitch.
2: <laughs> Remack Ramsey. Hold the
1: phone. Who's this? My favorite.
2: Favorite name or favorite actor? My favorite everything in this movie. Why? What's he? What's his character? He's the dean of students. Okay. His name is Remack.
1: Yeah. Gives a sympathetic performance in this. I love that guy in this movie.
2: He's not bad. It is
1: a, He's very strange and very stiff and very mm-hmm. trembly at one point. Yeah. I love it so much. Who else you got? Uh, Stuart Margolin. He plays the narc with the best with the with the best name. Yeah,
2: what's his name in the movie? Balaban. Balaban. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) You got three Cusack family members. You got Dick Cusack in here. I I recognize Joan. I didn't know Daddy was an actor. Who does he play in this movie? Did you look? No idea. No, I didn't. I just saw the trivia. Well, he plays the Chaplain. Oh yes, and what a great job he did. So he has that in common with Robert Downey. Yeah, Casey Seismas, how do you say his name, Seismas? Shamasco. Shermasco, that's right. Uh, Later, wasn't he in, what, 3 O'Clock High?
1: What was he in? And Young Guns and many other things. Young Guns, yeah. We love him. Remember, I told you he's uh, he's the best, and he is a less bee-stung Eddie Marsan. That's right. And then you got Lolita Davidovich in this. I can't believe she showed up. That's like her first film role. And what did she play?
2: Hotel Girl? Yeah. You got Alan Ruck, Succession Zone. Actually young in this movie. A nightmare to look at
1: as a child. Love him so much. I disagree. You got Robert Lowe. You got Rob Lowe. And you got Andrew McCarthy. And then who do you have that is under Andrew McCarthy for percentage of this movie?
2: Well, you we get the star of the film, Nick. That would one be one Jacqueline Bisset. She is not the star of this film. She isn't. She's first billed, but she should be. And then they ditch her character and then kind of shame her character. And that sucks. <laughs> <sighs> it is a weird ending to a strange film. I do not know what they were thinking or drinking making it. Rob Lowe is uh, electric in this, though. I mean, Fully really... formed? Yep. Maybe a little wobbly at the beginning, but I think he kind of finds a, some different gears as this thing goes on. Did you read the weird trivia thing about him? I, I read the trivia. I don't remember anything really that stand out. Uh, actor Rob Lowe allegedly threatened to quit the movie unless he oh, was allowed that. to appear in a scene totally naked in a bathtub full of baked beans.
1: You said, you said I'm waiting for the weird thing. They
2: had to coax him back on set. He never got to uh, dip his junk into uh, that food item, unfortunately. But they did. He they did get him back. Can you imagine the agent trying to field the panic call from the director? Rob Lowe won't come to set because I won't let him stick his dick in baked beans. They should have faked it like they were shooting it and then Rob Lowe realizes there's no film in the camera and he goes
1: insane. And <laughs> becomes his namesake over there in the garden section just pilfering shit left and right. It's like Christopher Walken has to dance
2: in every movie he's in. Rob Lowe has to slide naked into a
1: a lake of baked beans every movie he's in. This is the only one that All right, that let me let me to. let me dribble dribble and then throw it towards the rim. What does Jim Caviezel have to do every film? What? Suck. (laughs) I was throwing you a fucking layup for you to fucking slam home, and you just sat there. Well, first of all, my
2: mind is old, so I can't think that fast anymore. Also, (laughs) like it was on the tip of my tongue, I was like, "Piece of shit!" Like I was like, but I was waiting for you. I thought maybe you're going to make a a Jesus baked bean thing or something. You know? I don't know such a thing. No. I mean, I've changed my mind since last week. Caviezel, one of USA's best at- talents. Is he? Is he an uh, an American actor? He didn't slide in from know. Canada,
1: did he? he? Better be an American actor. Oh, I'd love it if he wasn't. I can't claim. You him. want to talk about Mana from Heaven? Is if they remade Fire in the Sky with Caviezel? <laughs> how many times did we do? How many? How many episodes won't be about that?
2: They thought that Alien was dead. It was just imitating Jim Caviezel's every performance. You imagine he's, a director he's quite good at Turn-
1: frequency he made me he made me feel you like you me, like that movie right he made me feel in that movie he did and he was yeah. good in the Count of Monte Cristo he was not good in that
2: I'd say that it, that's a good movie that he was in certainly Guy Pierce was was Uh-oh. kind of the reason to see that movie I, I I always thought Cabezal wasn't that great in that movie
1: Fucking he s- sucks scorching take <laughs> I'm incinerated by just mere proximity yeah. so. Keeping along with the theme of uh, the show, connective tissue to last episode is very simple. In our last episode, to the, for the rookie, hmm. there was a, a a major yeah I remember moment where a, a rich ch- a rich kid whose partner slash roommate is involved in a sexual relationship with super old.
2: Same okay. here. I get you. Yeah, and the woman is more forward than the 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 man or
1: the boy in the relationship. Correct. Any other any other crossovers you could think of?
2: I have a crossover to Revenge of the Nerds. The beginning of this movie ask. reminded me of that. Like, remember he, he's you know, moving this in. Is, He's moving into college and he's dragging a gigantic trunk. And they remember they do that to comedic effect in uh, Revenge so of the Nerds. she reminds you of uh, Made in Manhattan as well. What? She's carrying a gigantic trunk through that one. <laughs> That's something you don't see anymore in, in movies. Is is a parents you know strapping on a well. Strapping on a huge trunk on top of their station wagon. And it was a station wagon, I think, in this and in Revenge of the Nerds. Let me zoom in. I don't know. Those things are handy. I guess you can fit everything
1: in them. You just have to drag them. Time has been weird to this movie in the fact that, what is this, 1983 when it came out. Do the math. Guess how old this movie is. Holy shit. 40. 40 years old. Time has been weird with us. And Andy McCarthy's hair in this is the bullshit kids are wearing now. My son is remarks it... about how he goes to school and he's the only person that doesn't have that haircut. What is, how would you describe it? I always called it mushroom head, but that's not a fair estimation.
2: It's a little shaggy, a little long on the sides, I guess poofed out rob Lowe does not have that haircut in this most of the guys does. no i'm most saying mccarthy
1: mccarthy mccarthy has the hair cusack's got strange hair in this he's only 15 in this movie by the way i know a young man him and ruck both have completely bowl cut garbage on their heads virginia madison delivers the, her, the, her probably her best performance in this virginia madison
2: is an asset to have in a movie i thought she would be returning in this they just have her for like kind of a gag and then to show her uh one of her breasts and then they mm-hmm. exit her off the film. Exactly. She was also not very pleased with her treatment on this film. You read about that? Some of her best work. I was surprised she was naked, but apparently she's gotten naked a lot in
1: movies. I didn't I did not know this. Yeah, the the, the trivia actually kind of threw threw some shade at her in the way that they worded it.
2: But I mean I always like Virginia Madsen. I'm surprised not surprised that she
1: her career took off for a while. Um, I got good news about the next episode. What do you mean? She's a star. You know it, the one that we're watching on Sunday together. She's a star. She's the female lead. Oh She has sex. She has sex. Sex Ther that movie? Oh my god. Spoiler. I think the connective tissue might be her breasts. How did you not see this movie? I saw this movie I know this movie. I knew lines before they came sometimes in this movie. Before they you came know? or before the lines came. I remember <laughs> it's so funny. I remember that Jacqueline Bisset in my memory was just very exotic, alluring, and she looks like a fifty year old baby. Basically, in this, I think she's in her early forties.
2: In this, yeah, but everybody looked older back then. And she's beautiful, obviously. There's no reason, rhyme or reason, that she should be with what looks like (laughs) the biggest dork on campus. I mean, she'd be better off with Ruck. Um, He gaslights her and then gets mad at her. That's what I love. He's the villain of this movie. The the movie doesn't think so. Rob Lowe's the hero of
1: this movie. The movie a, thinks that they're both the hero. Roblo is the only one, uh, he's I was so I see in my memory once again he I thought he was a despicable person in this movie. He is far from it. He is actually of much more integrity than Mr. Andrew McCarthy. He's
2: the tragic figure in this. He just wants to have fun and then his roommate starts sleeping with his mom. He just wants to have fun at prep school. I guess a deal with that. Then he's expected to forgive it anyway but that's okay they all agree that the mom's the problem at the end (laughs) oh is she gonna go to a mental institution at the end because she slept with Andrew McCarthy maybe the most accurate thing they should have checked her in just because she's with Andrew McCarthy you know what I'm saying like look she's in a shit marriage she's allowed to sleep around
1: you know what would have been a good name for this movie Hmm? Man and Ken
2: why Man and Ken Man and Ken Man and Ken Mannequin. okay I forgot he was in it Kim Cattrall movie where he sleeps with a mannequin. Wow, man. They they, they threw him some crazy shit in the 80s, didn't they? You're going to be sleeping with a mannequin come to life in this. But it's like Calvin and Hobbes. And every time the camera goes like <sighs> outside the scene, you're just grinding on a stiff
1: mannequin. You won't believe how upset he was once he opened up the script for Fresh Horses because he had, he was so excited when he got that in the mail. He's in that, right? Molly Ringwald. It's like a serious movie, Fresh Horse. Yeah, but I thought he thought, I'm going to be banging a super horse in this. Did Was Robert Downey Jr. in that, too? I don't think so. He was uh, such an integral part of that that era. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe the apex Brat Packer. Possibly. Statement. Yeah. I mean,
2: Rob Lowe was pretty
1: apex. Rob Lowe, di- Rob Lowe didn't have the starring roles like he does, like McCarthy. He wasn't the protagonist in a lot of these i mean i know that you had giving giving andrew mccarthy a run for his money was anthony michael hall and to a an lesser extent maybe i mean you had crier you had broderick you had estevez nelson cusack sounds like, it was a, to, a, sounds like you're trying to
2: awake an ancient demon by reciting those names like
1: that or or it's or the coolest law firm
2: ever yeah and then he had trouble kind of transitioning out of this right once that Kind of the teen heartthrob role is dried up. I mean, he still works. Don't get me wrong, but. Yeah, I was telling you offline that I picked up his book called Brat. Um, I have yet to be immersed in its riches, but I'm excited about it. Pretty in Pink, Sam was Fire, obviously, Mannequin Less Than Zero, Weekend of Bernie's was a big one for him. But I mean, kind of after that, he kind of had trouble. <laughs> Showed up in Mahollen Falls, one of your favorites. We did that.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't remember a minute. He's in Stag. But, but a lot of those guys could say the same thing. Most of those guys, actually. The only ones who made it are the ones who took either character work or That's were true. able to generate their own material.
2: That's true. They did. They'd had trouble. What's-his-face from Breakfast Club. All those guys. my Anthony Michael Hall.
1: Yeah, Nelson. The John only Nelson. ones... I mean, Estevez and Sheen were able to generate work, and they were part of Hollywood royalty. Ali Sheedy became a great character actor. Cusack was a leading man. But everybody else... Character, Cusack which I think really was,
2: count, like Cusack's outside of all the brat pack stuff, though.
1: No, but one crazy summer and Better Off Dead were right in right in that. And the sure thing, yeah, name. they but they it were strange comedies as opposed to like kind of sure thing was right down the down middle.
2: the middle. It's sure, sure thing was, but then also that was also considered a good one. Like a lot of the Rob ones Reiner, that, right? I think Rob Reiner directed that, and a lot of the ones that like this, I think movies
1: like of this ilk weren't considered that good. I don't think this guy did this get good reviews. It couldn't have. It had good box office, and I think it's this and um, Private Lessons and My Tutor were sort of the standouts of this kind of subgenre. That's right, back My then. Tutor. What's that? Karen Kay, right? Karen Kay? My Tutor and. Private Lessons was still the Private Lessons. Maybe? I don't remember who. No, no, it was a French actress. My Chauffeur? <laughs> I remember that. A different one. Yeah, of course.
2: What was the girl? Who was the girl in Valet? What was her name? She was in Valet? Deborah Foreman. What was she in that was a comedy like this? April, April Fool's Day. Deborah no, Foreman? I, yeah, she wasn't. She in a movie like, was it My Chauffeur?
1: I really liked her. You know, she was with your favorite, no. Bruce Campbell. They were together? I think they were a couple. Oh, I didn't know this. Did I just usurp you? I had no idea.
2: I was so right. April Fool's, she was great in April Fool's Day. Wax work, her career. Yes, they were in, they were in movies together. They were in um, Sundown and Lunatic's Love
1: Story together. So maybe they did date. Yeah, I always thought she was pretty great. She's not. Done, in she had a lot. She spent a lot of time on construction sites. You know, it's hard to balance the film industry. Can we, can we talk about this movie? We should. Oh, yeah. right? What's what's the premise? Uh, the premise is
2: a uh, kid gets a scholarship to a private school. It looks like to is like uh, last year of high school, and he is trying to get into Harvard. So this is kind of his plan to go to the school and to get the get the credentials to maybe slide into harvard he's cheated he's on a, his essay, i think CDs. he's a
1: junior i think i think he's a junior actually he's not a senior i because think he they say a senior. He gets because, remember he gets early acceptances
2: to harvard so next year they'll be i believe he, he's they a mention, senior so he's kind of cheated, cheated his way to get to where he is um and then he just luck of the draw roommates with rob blow he's a bit of a nerd this guy not a hit with the ladies Awkward in every situation. One night goes to the city. Roblo kind of encourages him to do it. And he meets an older woman and they have an affair. The older woman happens to be Roblo's mom, his roommate. The premise dumb.
0: <laughs>
1: or hot.
2: Probably the that's number it. one
1: kind of porn, right? Isn't that kind of the number one porn? Stepmother porn or whatever? I guess so. But this isn't stepmother porn. This is your friend's mom porn, I guess. Even better. I mean, that's another one. And then I, I was watching a lot of stepfather porn just Terry O'Quinn changing really That's considered art my friend in this household. Yeah. So I love the fact that this campus of this boys school has such a diverse array of greats. Get to see Cusack, roaming the halls eating cigarettes in a weird scene. Yeah, he's getting I wonder if that a was a skill. Time. I wonder if that was a skill that he had that they had to try to find a way to force into the movie.
2: Well, I I think they shot this around Chicago. The city that he goes to is Chicago, correct? Mhm. First time. They go to New York later in the movie. They right? go to New York later, but you know Cusack, That's why they're in this. The Kusacks is because they were big Chicago theater people. Mm-hmm. So, and then Kusack. I think this is his first movie. He gets the highlighted in it, but he gets highlighted. He gets several scenes as a kind of a character that just kind of floats around and causes. He's kind of a. He's kind of roaming the hall, spying on the adults. Reporting back to his friends and then get them getting into trouble. But it, you know, he's good, Made me nostalgic for him. I wish he was acting more.
1: Well, I watched the trailer for Love and Mercy after that. watch No, I, I don't, I didn't because I hate Paul Dano. Yeah. I'm not a big Beach Boys person either, but and I don't like Brian Wilson. So, I, th- but watching that trailer, I was like, this looks other than that, you looks, should see it totally. This though. looks intriguing. I, well, like, you, you shouldn't let that get in the way of a good movie, right? Yeah, you gotta, it's you gotta to good put too. aside your preconceptions and your notions and let something wash over you. Mm-hmm. I'm even thinking about watching that godforsaken Elvis movie.
2: Oh, yeah, with Austin Butler. It's a I'm huge not hit. Sold in the,
1: I'm not sold in that dude yet, so maybe that movie will do it. He's going to be in Dune 2. A lot. He's going to be in everything. He's going to be in the adaptation of City on Fire. What's the, City on the, Fire? Uh, the, uh, the Don Winslow oh, adaptation. Wow. He's going to have his Elvis voice that he can't shake. Early on in the movie, Andrew McCarthy shows up. He's a super nerd. He's uncomfortable, and nobody there wants to give him the time of day. Rob Lowe plays a prank on him. By the way, they gave Rob Lowe a nerdy-ass name in this movie. Skip. Skip Burroughs. Although, you know what his, his full name is? His full name's amazing. Hmm. Squire Franklin Ouch. Burroughs Fourth.
2: That's right. His first name is Squire, and his nickname is Skip, right?
1: W- w- yeah,
2: w- which is an amazing name. That is a good name. I mean, it's a bad name, but it's it's a fun name to have. Squire, yeah. So what? He, so Andrew McCarthy shows up, and he's all like, Roblo's already moved in, kind of decorated the room, and McCarthy's feeling you know disconnected from home, weirded out because people are making fun of him on campus. He's all dressed up, nobody else is, and then Rob Lowe is takes off his robe, and he has women's underwear on, like a bra and panties, and he said, "Look, I know you think it's strange, but you, you didn't know." All fresh, all people that are new, all seniors. That's it. It's seniors. They're seniors. He says it. Well, that's totally right. I zoomed in. He said, "You know, seniors rule the school, but this on this day, they actually have to do something that punishes them. So we have to run around in this in these garments." McCarthy's like, "I didn't bring any women's underwear." And Rob look, like, no problem. I got you covered. If you go on the IMDb, there is a picture of McCarthy in a wig, and in more long, like more like serious underwear that I guess they didn't use because he just kind of is in brown panties too. What happens? Black. But what happens? What 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 well, goes Rob right. Well, Roblo
1: and he head head towards the, the the campus and once McCarthy's out the door, Roblo shuts the door behind him and locks him out. Or he's out mm-hmm. in the public in his skivvies and he and is forced to be embarrassed. So Andrew McCarthy goes for another door, Roblo locks that as well, laughs at him, and then
2: he McCarthy starts frantically climbing up the ivy of the building to get into an open window. Roblo's there as well in a shirt. He's already changed. Love it. <laughs> I, I love it so day. much. And uh, man, it is, he's upset that McCarthy. He's, what does Roblo say to put him at ease? Tell me. Just a joke. Let's call it truce. He cancels the truce and he puts his hand out. And so McCarthy's like, all right, but I'll get you back later when I F your mom. All the time, for
1: the he gets Lincoln. him back later pretty well, actually. In a great, he gets him,
2: gr- he gets a, he gets him back Harold Mod style. But then he gets him back Harold <laughs> Mod style. <laughs> is
1: that what these balls are called? <laughs> How does he get him back? So Roblo goes back to his room on, on a different day, and dead and blue and hanging from the ceiling in a noose is the dead Jonathan Odgren, Andrew McCarthy's character.
2: Yeah, he had just been uh, crying in the cafeteria. Everybody's making fun of him. He turns around, and Rob Lowe's laughing. He turns around, and there's tears down
1: his face, and Roblo feels yeah. a little
2: bit of a pang of regret. And he goes he to his room and,
1: room, and he finds the dead body of his roommate, and right. then the credits roll. <laughs> so mm-hmm. so Lowe loses he, – his reaction's kind of cute to it. And then he run, runs and gets the Dean, my favorite actor, mm-hmm. and a bunch of kids, and they're all running back to the room to see the body, and it's gone and what it's what is it replaced with a naked mannequin well i think it's like a female mannequin correct which a per,
2: a McCarthy, McCarthy, yeah he had that in his personal collection and it has the a picture of cop like a photocopy picture of the dean's face on the mannequin yeah and so Roblo rushes in with all his classmates and this dean and it looks like he he's, he's made he's made
1: to look a fool he's it looks like he's making fun of the dean and then, and then everybody leaves. what happens Well, McCarthy's in the closet and he's like, ha ha, I got you, you know, Mm -hmm. and that that solidifies their friendship and they become inseparable, almost like best friends or or people who sleeps with mothers. And then it's a little hard to understand, though,
2: why people are drawn to McCarthy. It's like why Rob Lowe likes him so much, because he is just a wet blanket. Like he really, he, movie.
1: there's nothing in this movie he does to establish a personality, really. No,
2: and he and and it's, you know, Rob Lowe is like kind of the life of the party. And he's always like, let's go hang. Let's go do stuff. And I'm like, why? He's. Okay I guess it's because. Home, so he's,
1: yeah, they're roommates. So I guess he's trying to include him. I don't know. The whole cheating on the SAT thing seemed very unnecessary. I didn't understand what the the logistics of that was. I think it's just supposed to like when the movie switches
2: to a drama that it's supposed to create in the in that's being investigated at the end. It's like, does Rob Roblo knows his secret? Does he turn his, this for this person in now that he knows he's been sleeping with his mother? The answer to that question is yes. The movie says no.
1: How Rob does Lowe he know not. he's
2: cheating? So they have a heart-to-heart where Rob Lowe says he killed a person in Mexico, and and McCarthy starts laughing. He goes, I'm serious. And he, he talks about, like, a, yeah, he was getting robbed, and he actually killed somebody. And so he's kind of burying his soul. McCarthy tells him his deep, dark secret, which is he cheated on the SATs. And then
1: Robo goes, oh, I was only kidding. I, I didn't kill anybody. So it's kind of there. You know what's funny? I, now I remember that line. I thought it was just a joke. I never thought about it again. Even when they brought up cheating on the SATs, right. I, I'd, I'd forgotten completely about that throwaway dumb line.
2: Yeah, not a throwaway. He had just confessed something he never told anybody, and then he shouldn't have done that. And then he also shouldn't have slept with his roommate's mother.
1: Well, he. I mean, at least after knowing it's his mother. I love the fact that she comes off in this as somebody who is without love and kind of uh, ignored. Yet when we meet her, she is partying with a bunch of a bunch of people at the bar. It seems like they get along great. She seems like she has no problem connecting with people and having a, a good time. So and wanna... then she chooses this fucking
2: <laughs> s- I know, shit I know. sap.
1: One thing that made me
2: laugh, Nick, before we move on, is whenever McCarthy's in the cafeteria all sad sack and he's and he turns around and there's tears streaming down his face. Right. Yeah. Then he leaves, he storms out of the cafeteria like embarrassed. And then you just hear someone off camera go, Oh God, what a tool. Like everybody like it's yep. like when Rob Lowe's having like this moment of regret, you hear this guy talk about what a tool he is, which just made me love him. I agreed. They soon go out with two girls from a the girls' school that's kind of the sister school to this place. One of the one of these girls is um young Virginia Madsen and they are hiding in the woods.
1: She's in the car? She's not in the car? Yeah. That's her? Yes. She's in that scene too?
2: She's in the, uh, the when Rablo picks them up from the woods, they hop in his Porsche. One of them's Ma- her, huh? Okay. Yeah, and McCarthy barfs on her. It's I, I didn't
1: recognize her because she had both breasts in her
2: shirt. <laughs> They're all laughing and stuff, and then McCarthy is sick. I think, I guess they've been drinking. He He throws up in the car, and then they cut to the girls screaming, getting out of the car, and then they have to wash out the Porsche. That leads to the nudity scene you're going to bring up. Right.
1: I, I thought he was throwing up because he was uncomfortable about the scenario as much as it I was the liquor. I think it was just the liquor, yeah. And then, but then what I love, though, is Rob Lowe, there, there's a scene where they're hosing out the Porsche, and in a movie like this, you would think that the Roblo character would be furious with this guy and being a dick to him, and it would cause a mm-hmm. rift. Rob Lowe, it just rolls off him. He's, he smiles, he's, he's forgiving it's just puke you know they're cleaning it off and, and he's still trying yeah. to get his his boy late
2: yeah they're they're on a mission to get laid and um just like any a lot of these movies in the 80s that's why September is so freaking hot and mccarthy is throwing wrenches left and right and then the ultimate wrench and rob Lowe is like he's kind of like it's fine man we got plenty of time on this earth we're good it's it's the friendship that matters. Just don't do anything weird to mess the friendship up, man. So anyway, don't they admit, go... Don't admit to cheating on the SAT and don't admit to screwing my mother into the ground. They're getting a dance together between these two schools, I think. And there's a, a group of guys that get to go over and kind of set the stage, like to go to the, the, the girls' school and then kind of take notes about, you know, kind of negotiate about what the dance will be. And they're, they're thinking about doing a, a Halloween dance with costumes. And so what happens in this scene, Nick? Screwball
1: comedy. Well, first right. of all, I love it. They get off the bus, and these these beautiful women that are jogging by. These women don't look like high school students, by the way. Mm. They look like very mature women. They run. They run past, and then it's just the camera shows their butts. And then we hear one of the characters on the bus go, "You see them boobs? the?" <laughs> he says, "Did you see the chest?" He says, "You see the chest?" It's like they're showing buttocks, and they're talking about the chest. Editing, huge nightmare. That's why this movie did not. No, they show
2: there. the chest first. Don't get this director wrong. He zooms in on that first, and then he follows it up with a zoom on the other parts.
1: You can't be looking at the ass as a camera and then talking about the chest as I
2: disagree. I think people have memory. Connect the dots here. From the director of The Great Santini. <laughs> and the writer of The Mechanic.
1: And The Mechanic Resurrection.
2: Uh, uh, characters
1: yeah. only on that. Great Santini. Robert. I think Robert Deval may have gotten nominated for that. Mm-hmm. And he's like, let me take a quick sidestep to mom fucking terrain that's amazing did he die he recently died but that was he he went just went back to screenwriting and he went to he's he's super dead right now we'll keep you notified if anything changes so he they go to this meeting and Mm -hmm. i love it i wanted more of this scene to be honest there's it's a stranger scene and they try to do a screwball comedy moment in this thing they're sitting around they're debating the thing and then it becomes about politics
2: yeah, well the politics in the car, um, uh, that's what they're talking about, um lower income, you know, poor people in the car, and that's when McCarthy throws up at the at the school. They're just negotiating if they should wear costumes or not at this place at the dance. And Virginia Madsen her, is her liberal
1: beliefs are brought are brought into question in this scene though. Uh that's
2: true. And then her she's passing out these sandwiches to everybody. McCarthy reaches for one and she steps back because she recognizes him as the man that barfed on her. And she's horrified, and she like can't touch me, and then that just causes
1: this whole like Three Stooges type thing that happens. You just in filled in game. a major gap in my in my mind because I didn't know that was her in the car. So <laughs> you, have to, you have to pay attention to this movie during that part, during the car part. <laughs> yeah. I was, but, but everything else, I'm super into. Oh, I see. So
2: you didn't know why she backed away? Yeah, because
1: I can't. I rewatched it. It's like, it because he looks like he's about to spill the coffee, or I thought he might have had a hard on. Like she's looking down. No, I he it's because she barfed
2: a... on him. Yeah, he barfed on her. And so, what's weird about this scene is she backs away, drops the sandwiches, or they flip up. There's like a vase gets shattered. All this it's mayhem, reaction of nightmares All sorts of stuff happens. Rablo then was like, "So we're let's have what we just." He just, after all this mayhem, he says, "People are falling over. She her shirt rips open. A boob hangs out, which is just so unnecessary. It's crazy. Um, all the guys get sense. excited. Well, Rablo says to the." The house mother, who's there, who's covered with food, he says, "Why don't we just let some people that want to wear costumes wear them?" If they, you know. But the thing is, McCarthy gets banned for life from uh, this school, so he can't go to the dance. But the thing is, why is he banned? Not he only he didn't do well, anything but reach for a sandwich.
1: That's it. By the way, if, he's, for- if he if he's a if he's a senior being banned for life, how many people that are in like grown ups are going to go visit a girls' school? It is the well, lightest sentence, you know. I
2: know, but the thing is, that's where they—that's the, their main resource for getting laid. You know, what I'm be saying, like and you so he's cut off. Cheese. He's he's cut off for the whole year, and that's why Roblo takes pity on him and he says, "Why don't you go to uh, Chicago and f my mom?" How's that? "Here's <laughs> hundred dollars to do it."
1: Their costume game is extremely on point in this movie.
2: Yeah, because they do show them getting ready, and nobody's wearing a two-bit costume. Everybody's wearing like a five hundred dollar costume in this. I love
1: it so much. There's an alligator. There's Jesus Christ himself. Mm-hmm. That's Rob Lowe. Who else? What was? What else? There's a chicken. Uh, <laughs> full
2: chicken. There's another thing like the alligator. There's like another like animal Racher. costume, and the thing is. Those costumes suck. You're supposed to be dancing with people and stuff. You can't barely breathe nope, in those. Those things.
1: costumes are amazing, and ju- and way over the top. Rob Lowe's is completed with key lighting on Christ's face, and he's got a he's got a,
2: a cross that he's carrying, like an actual cross that he's carrying around. I mean, of course, but his costume at least allows some. He can dance and like kiss and like do all that stuff in it. Like the
1: alligator guy. He's gonna. It's gonna be a whole thing for him to even go to the bathroom. Well, he's you know? not gonna get laid because he. Do you see? He made two Izod jokes. <laughs> he did. I know he made one, and he made What's two. This? There's one. In, they throw another one in as a capper at the end of that scene. It's on, 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 on a voiceover. You hear him say something about his clothing well, again.
2: He says, uh, "Do you want to buy a shirt?" That's his first Izod joke. Yeah, but I didn't know the second one existed. Yeah,
1: there's, an, there's another. You need to rewatch it. Rob Lowe is Christ. I don't hate it. No, it's great. I love the fact that he's having a heart to heart with Andrew McCarthy in the guise of Christ. And then uh, later on, she's saying Jesus Christ as he grinds her into a sexual frenzy. He goes to this, I forgot the name of the club. It's like the sure thing. I forgot what it's called. It's lame. It's it's the Johnny's Hideaway of Chicago, is my guess.
2: He sends him to like a club with a businessman. Like, that's
1: not a fun club to go if you're like a 17 year old, you know? But I guess it works. But he's posing as a mature person when he goes there. That's right. He's supposed that, to pretend people, he's older. Yeah. Yeah. People that live in Atlanta are very familiar with Johnny's Hideaway. I think this is sort of the same way. It's a guaranteed cougar action. Mm-hmm. But so I feel bad though because there's an unfair victim in this sequence. Hmm. Uh, we we lose we lose someone in this scene. Do you remember? There's a casualty.
2: No. I mean, I'm sure. No. Oh no, you're talking about when you say it.
1: A wicker chair gets its brains blown out.
2: So there's a woman and a young, very pretty woman, uh, in the in this scene that Andrew McCarthy makes eyes with, and I think the woman can't act because I think she's supposed to be giving him, like, hey, you know, like kind of sexy eyes. She looks like she's disgusted by him. And he's picking up on these signals, like, "Hey, I guess I should go over there." She no, I, th- I like think honestly, to be revolting, revolting see, I took
1: herself. that as how she was supposed to be looking, but I, I think Maybe. she's not a real actress because they didn't give her one line of dialogue. <laughs> just saying, like, I think she's
2: supposed to be looking, like, there's some, there's a spark between us, and she's just looking like, just, just really gross out. She's cute, and partner. and
1: I and I kept waiting for something to come out of it, and then he sticks his hand through a, ch- a wicker chair his foot or steps. He's six. Yeah. His captain
2: Morgan's and it doesn't work. <laughs> and he, in a and he, and it turns into another three stooges scene. That's what's so weird about it. This mayhem kind of follows McCarthy around. And also people want to uh, make fun of him, no matter what situation he's in. So later after this happens, this embarrassment where he excuses himself after he fucks up so hard, goes back to the bar and this other woman sits beside him, starts hitting on him.
1: And then what does she do? She makes him do a trick with a with a quarter mm-hmm. that ends up resulting with a, a big smear of ink all over his face.
2: She has like a little trick. She's like, I bet you can't do it. Roll this quarter, close your eyes, roll this quarter from your forehead to your chin, and then your cheek to your cheek without taking it off your face. And he was like, that's easy. He does it. You immediately see the quarter is leaving marks on his face. He turns himself into a busted-ass pinhead and <laughs> looking thing, and and this girl's laughing. And that's what gets Bassette's attention. She feels sorry for him. She sees she's she's
1: been doing shots bar. on the bar with people. Mm-hmm. Drinking yeah. her ass off. Yes. She's an alcoholic in this, and they don't even they don't even really kind of address that. But uh he and he's talking to himself again, he's why am I such a turd? he asks himself. It's like a Lollapalooza
2: for shaming her. They didn't have room for it, you know? Like a, yeah, she's a miserable alcoholic. We'll leave that one out though. Yeah. Let's get to other shit she's got wrong with her she's needy as hell yeah but she's her a vaginal mom, muscle you know. tug of penis she starts to, she shows him that he that he's a complete loser and a nightmare to be with by holding her compact in front of his face you turned yourself into a she says this in the in the thing you turn yourself into a busted ass pinhead and then he um, demures and says more like the chatterer
1: if you're if we're being honest that's right that's right, <laughs> that's right. they get to a centibite argument and then they go fuck
2: <laughs> and so then he's kind of leaves and like i gotta go um and then she before he can leave she jumps in the cab with him and she's like because he said he's gonna go jump off the highest building because i know where highest building is now you think at this point his embarrassments would be over right like he's there's a beautiful woman that's got his attention they're going someplace together nope they go to the highest building and he still has to do three stooges shit up there He has a $100 bill, which he promptly drops off. It flutters out of his hand, down the building, onto that airport tarmac to join with the $2 million from the last shit movie we did.
1: (laughs) And then it flies into Demi Moore's sexual bed. Yeah, I get it. Can they at least try to make it look like a real bill? There's a scene where he's looking at it in his dorm. It might as well have been a cracker. It never looks... It
2: never looks real. It never is real. Not only does it never look real, it's never real. It's not real. That's so funny. It just doesn't look real because it's not. Anyway, she said... So I I took
1: some money off the set of a movie I was on, you know, prop money, and it was fucking fantastic. It looked real? Yeah. And It it looks like real money except for it says this is not real. Remember, they had such
2: a problem with uh, To Live and Die in
1: L.A. with the money they made there. Like It worked. Well, and then Um, freaking was kind of uh, confessing and and not confessing about some of that. He's in hell now because
2: of it. She said, little boys dropping money off buildings turns me on real hard. Let's get into this see-through elevator and scromp. Yeah. So they go, they go down there's an elevator and they, she has a real like, you know, McCarthy is like pinned against this elevator. She's very forward. And she said, do you like to go up or go down? better and he goes i like to go up he doesn't understand like she's putting it out there like she's like you got to say i like to go down that's what you that's what you need to be saying you know right. he doesn't pick up on that anyway she's very forward they start to do it in the elevator there's a security guard on the other elevator trying to get a look at what's happening in there like this is like a see-through elevator
1: that yeah. they stop no privacy then but then he whispers in it. her ear after screwing hill hydra it was funny. The '80s was a golden time of of coming in weird places. You know, like on the on the train in in risky business. Sure, on the on the see through elevator in class, inside Daryl Hannah in Splash. I mean, just like a lot of weird locales.
2: But they do end up in bed, very covered up with her him on top of her, and he's squeezing against each other tight. It's very awkward like she's like you're on my hair like it's just very clumsy because this dude is probably a virgin and also Sucks. a nightmare to be with it at, at any moment of the day <laughs> or night slow yeah. down so she keeps telling him to slow down mm-hmm. then he gets it right later for sure because they show her oh face for like a minute i'm like i don't i'm not buying it
1: <laughs> she i am she not goes, buying jesus. it jesus and he goes was it good because no she, I'm, I'm just name dropping my son
2: <laughs>
1: what do you think of these scenes like that's probably what drove people to this movie
2: is to see, to see Bissette in these positions, I guess. Yeah. You think of them.
1: They're so saccharine. You know, I mean, it's she's fine.
2: definitely, she's definitely doing most of the work here in these scenes. She's the reason, I guess they made the movie. No, I don't think they made it because McCarthy wanted to be in it.
1: I think it, the, a, a sex comedy was the thing back then. And, and I know you're comparing it to, to the graduate. Obviously, the graduate was a finer cut of meat. I think this is a great concept for a teen sex comedy. It's a great concept. Sure, and I don't. And I think it's you know for the time it, it was fun. They actually were. It was very demure considering how much people got away with back then in terms of mm-hmm. sexual content. You know, Porky's and police academy and kind of shit like that. What's at okay. war here, I think? I'm sorry to cut you
2: off, but, like, they are doing a college, like, sex romp, kind of. Like, they, the kids are doing drugs and cutting class and trying to get laid. Like, that's in this movie, pulling pranks, breaking into, like, not the dean's house, but, like, the special investigator's, like, place. At the same time, then there's this romance happening. And then later, the fallout from that romance happens, right? So, it's like they kind of want it to be more fun than it is, I guess. Um. Maybe they try to jack up some of the on campus stuff.
1: The movie's at its best when it's not funny, but where it's we're seeing how Rob Lowe's dynamic affects him. Like when they go to visit, they go to, yeah, obviously there's a big reveal later on where McCarthy goes to Lowe's house for Christmas and is mystified to see that the person he's been laying inside of and on top of is, is Rob's de- his so mom.
2: This is what's interesting is that, is that you know, the whole time. Like they don't really know each other, right? And for sure, Bissette thinks he's older because he's kind of told her that he's like works for a newspaper or like he's a he's. She certainly thinks he's like at least mid twenties. They have like they kind of he, he lies to her, and so she wants to come to his place, and he's like, you know what? Let's go to. I can't New do York. it. I'll be in New York, and she's like, I'll go with you to New York. So anyway, they they go. He she's trying to dress him up to look like a man because he looks <laughs> like a goofball. She takes him to a store, and she happens to look in his wallet.
1: Well, it falls out of the clothes. It falls out. She,
2: she sees his uh, license or his
1: ID card, and it his tells school it, ID.
2: Yeah, it says he's seventeen, and she takes off.
1: It doesn't say that he's seventeen. It says that he he's a, he's a student at the school her son goes to. No, it she they focus on his birth year.
2: Okay, think, because too. it
1: also yeah. shows the school, which she's yeah. obviously very familiar
2: with. She leaves. And he tries to chase her a little bit, but it's too late. Anyway, she leaves, and he's go back at school crestfallen because he he's like my lie didn't work forever. My gaslighting didn't work forever. He's all sad mm-hmm. and bummed out. Then Rob Lowe
1: invites him home, right? It's like, yeah. hey, buddy, cheer up. Come home with But me before he me. invites him home, there's a scene where they're having a card game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he has the best coffee mug I've ever seen. What is that? <laughs> Rob Lowe has a coffee mug that's a boob. Just one boob. Oh. And it's huge. It's, it's so funny. <laughs> it's so I, cute. I didn't notice it. But I did I notice. Because he goes back, and this is so typical he goes mm-hmm. back, and now he thinks he's the biggest shit on campus because he got it wet. So he's strutting around like a fucking peacock. Look at he's, this, talking he sucks, it up. Too. There's nothing yeah. worse than somebody talking about their sex life when you don't ask for it. There's nothing worse. And he's strutting around like a dickel. They're like, and the guys are playing along. Like, tell me about how big were her breasts, and he exaggerates the size of Miss Bissett's yeah. breasts. And it's just he's he's impossible to live with. Impossible. I mean, he he
2: walks across the quad like he's like you said, like it's just, and he looks so dorky, like it's not working. You think people would be like, "What is happening?" I'm not buying it. I I want to come back to a point in their room, Nick. There's a jack o' lantern with a wig on it. Did you see that? Yes. There's also something what?
1: else in their room that what that a ties to, There's something in my room that ties to my house. In their room, what on it the says wall, panties? on the on the door, leading out into the hallway is a Hieronymus hmm. Bosch painting that I have oh, there used you go. on my video game machine here.
2: Well, wow, that's interesting. That's an interesting tie-in. Well, I, it's called a Zoom. It's
1: called a fucking Zoom.
2: I will say this Zoom. I got a couple myself. McCarthy looks like a young Craig Wasson sometimes in this. I will you know, say you're,
1: that. You're gaining me. Ghost Story
2: Zone 2. You are gaining me. <laughs> what does that mean? You're not losing me. This is going to blow your mind. This is a horror movie if you're an inanimate object. 'Cause there was so much breaking shit in this I mean Jacqueline moves a little bit in
1: the bed. She moves a little. I'm just
2: saying. There's so much broken every scene, like for a while. There's people are knocking over stuff, breaking. It's just it's really is three stooges esque. Let's move on. I love some of Rob Lowe's lines in this movie. Okay. Wake up Limp Dick. Mm-hmm. Like he says these cheery lines. I've written down a couple of them. He calls them a he says Later, he calls him.
1: He says, "What a gonad!" I wrote that down. Yeah, right under boob mug, it says, "What a gonad."
2: But anyway, he go. They go. This is what happens. So they. Roblox takes him home, and, and come to find out, uh oh, besets his mom. They none, you know, they didn't know this was going to happen.
1: Oh, they have to act like they don't know each other. What happens? Cliff Robertson's also stiffer than stiff and spouting some weird politics shit. So in his bedroom at night, finally after a couple of uncomfortable moments, she goes in there. We need to talk she wants to talk I don't I don't understand this shit I don't is she needy or is she trying to get rid of him because she's coming off as needy I want to be held and all that and then the next day they're on horseback she tells the GTFO well because he doesn't so he's all weirded out I think
2: she's just she's in a weird situation like she's in an unhappy marriage then this guy shows up in her house there's a lot to process so she's acting a little erratically which is understandable. And he's being very cold to her, which which sucks, but is also kind of understandable. But yeah, she tells him to leave.
1: Also you a know, sexual predator, by the
2: way. Is that? Yeah. She's not because she thought he was twenty four, Nick. But they have sex after that. You're right, she is. <laughs> <All> right.
1: <laughs> well, he's seventeen, is that? I guess so, huh? He's the age of her son. Let's just look at through those last. I mean granted. Clint Eastwood, she's, the age difference is less than the age difference between Clint Eastwood and his sexual partners in most movies. What ultimately boils down is you know things are to come to a head and, and, and Rob Lowe is going to find out what's really going on. Mm-hmm. And there's this, there's this little subplot where he, uh, Andrew McCarthy keeps having to go into the hallway to take a phone call. This is pre-cell phone, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. And so he, said, he, he uses the excuse that his dog died. And and don't don't forget that line. File it away because it's the big coup de grace at the end of this movie. But yeah. he goes to meet Jacqueline Bisset to talk, and of course the talk descends into a, a sexual contact. They order room service, a bottle of vodka, which we forget about, and then they have a lot of sex. And then I guess it takes a while to deliver vodka because Roblo's going to cheer up his buddy, and he's brought a whole cadre of people with him. So, let's surprise our, our great buddy and then he goes in the room and, and his mom's in bed with uh Andy. Or he's uh, Andy answers the door, but mom's in bed in her in her negligee And Roblo is standing there dumbfounded while everybody else is enjoying the fact there's a hottie in, in the bed. Yeah, she's a little older. And then somebody
2: asks if she has a sister, asks um, McCarthy. And then um and then he goes, I don't know, and he says to Roblo, Do you have an aunt? <laughs> So, yeah, that's a nightmare. And then Low Lo leaves embarrassed. And then McCarthy chases him. Like, what's he going to say to him? You're like, hey. Only the tip. Sorry, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Oh, let's just. But before this happens, Roblo says, because he, he's trying to cheer like, He's like,
1: he's like I, would, I just wanted to be close to you. I couldn't think of any other way.
2: <laughs> he, says to, he says to McCarthy, because McCarthy was like, I can't. Uh, hang out with you tonight i'm gonna go be with your mom he says adios mr morose that's what uh ravlo says to mccarthy which i loved we missed the part where they this guy they think the guy on campus that's investigating stuff is a narc mm-hmm. and so they flush so many drugs down the well table.
1: they also are trying to put things down a sink that's got a drain and right. they just, pills and marijuana and all sorts of drugs
2: and a marijuana plant and then they cut to they i was i always do this but they they had bathroom graffiti as that they were doing this and I was trying to read it and one of them said I miss mom on it wow. one of the but you think it was McCarthy that? No cuz his would have said I hit mom.
1: <laughs> anyway, he got a boner. And, okay. Uh, <laughs> so then there's this subplot about the SAT cheatings and it's I guess it's meant to bring these two back together somehow. I don't get it. <laughs> And there's a weird scene where Stiff Robertson is standing in, the, in their dorm room for no reason. And, and McCarthy's about to spill the beans, thinking that he's there to catch him in the act, which is so stupid.
2: The, the whole thing when he goes first to meet Pissette at this hotel room, she is apologizing to him. And then she, he, you know, she calls him a sympathy fuck because he was like, you were so pathetic in that bar. But he never he never he gets mad at her. He never talks about how he lied to her. And he lied like, his so ass so... off to her. I'm so yeah. sorry.
1: Yeah. He also didn't talk to her about how I can't believe I'm inside you again, even though I know for a fact that you are the mother of my friend. I thought and for that-
2: sure that Lowe was going to spill the beans on this dude for cheating, and he doesn't do it. Then they have a gigantic fight, and you think that one of them's going to get killed because it's so bloody. You think someone's going well, to McCarthy's
1: holding a fucking rock. Another reason why he uh-huh. isn't a bad person in this. He's trying yeah. to, He's got, He's holding a rock like fucking. The Bible, man. It's like fucking canon enabled in this. And then shit. you thought,
2: I thought, then I thought Lowe was going to go out the window at one point of the room, but they're all messed up and they they don't die and they just get bloodied and then they make up at the end. And, and there there is a thing about the the mother being a, in a mental institution, which is incredible. She checked
1: herself in. That's like, why Cliff Robertson facility. is at the at the uh, campus to, to yeah. tell his son in the flesh that mom's going to the slammer.
2: Oh, good. The bad woman's gone. Our family is right at the ship. The guy that's investigating... And McCarthy's like, do they do
1: conjugals there? Or?
2: The guy that's investigating the, the kids on campus, he has a couple of fun scenes in this, but he sounds like Steven Root. Did you notice that? I didn't.
1: Very highly billed on the, in the credits, though, even though it's a tiny role.
2: Actor of some note, I believe. And anyway, very much a non-ending to this film. Kind of like trying to make people leave the theater feeling good. These guys are somehow still friends. Dude just yeah. died. He was still working. He worked all the time.
1: Why do people have to die all the damn time?
2: Good question. This is part of Sextember.
1: We got our share, man. We got there's a lot of filling going on. What would you rate it out of ten? Well, this isn't this isn't, that, that, this isn't that this isn't that kind of show. But if it was five and a half. <laughs> wow, that high? Yeah, it's um, it's great to see all these people. And it's great to see Rob Lowe kind of coming together. He's still great. He's actually probably better now than he's ever been. Never was a huge fan. I
2: know he's I fine. Know. I know you really like him. I I, I I didn't watch West Wing, which I think is what you like him from.
1: I, you haven't watched West Wing? Mm-mm. Oh my God, Justin, drop everything! Seriously, I just have never been a huge fan of us for some reason. You, is it because he he had a sex with
2: youth? I mean, now that you mentioned that, that's I guess one of the reasons. I don't know. I never.
1: That girl went think to Carl's that. high school and was in his high school class. At I don't
2: really know much about that situation.
1: It, it has gotten, kind of gotten covered up a little bit, but he, he had the hell out of a high school student. How old was he? Old? Was it like this movie? It wasn't that bad. because The girl didn't go into a mental institution afterwards. <laughs> I don't remember this. I
2: just remember he had controversy. I just don't remember what it was.
1: The big joke at the end of this movie, though, is because he, he pretends that his dog, died. His dog does die. That's the, big, that's the big capper to this movie. He said, I,
2: you... I said, your mom called. That's the big joke. Your mom called. That's what Lowe says. And McCarthy's like, oh, my God.
1: And Did you I, like the scene where Virginia Madison's breast gets exposed? Look, <laughs>
2: yes, I guess. It's one of my top scenes. Look, I like Virginia Madison. I think she's also very pretty. That scene was dumb, and
1: I feel bad that she had to do it unless she really wanted to do it. Maybe she's excited to do it, but it's a she dumb wanted. scene. So there yeah. are some credits, not a lot, but there's a couple of decent ones in here. What you got?
2: So, yeah, the names rolled by, and I saw an RG, and I immediately wrote it, wrote it down. I don't have that one.
1: You don't have Robert Grieve. Oh, I did see that one. No, I, I was distracted by somewhere in the near proximity. DD. I'm talking about Do- Dot Dorn. Doty Dorn. Is it Doty or Dotty? I'm Doty. sure it's Dot D O D Y. I love it. Doty Dorn. Dottie Dorn. He got a little FM in here. I don't have it. Putting down his Batman
2: pen. Frank Miller in the house okay. done this one. This is before <laughs> he was he trending got...
1: on Twitter today.
2: No, he wasn't. That was
1: Alan Moore. Never mind.
2: Yeah, Alan Moore always trends for good reasons. Frank Miller trends for shit reasons usually because he yeah. sucks. DK? Are you talking about Dick Keel? I got all yours today.
1: I'm sure you got the other two as well.
2: What else you got? I, I got the best one. Right? JJ. I don't have it. Hard to believe she got hired. Jennifer Jobst. <laughs> That's the best one. <laughs> Jobst. Do you have ET? No, Mexico does though. <laughs> On a big old pillow. Uh no. Ed Turns. Oh, hey, Ed Turns on this, huh? I got um GCH.
1: Oh, whoa. Lots of them. What's going on? <laughs> Gary C. Harp. Okay. I kind of ran out. Yeah, I got Jay-Z. Oh, hey. Jim Zank. kind of <laughs> like that one. That's a good one, actually. Yeah. Pretty solid. Look, man, you've been asked to get a tat from the class mm-hmm. on your body. What's yeah. it going to look like, man? Where are you putting it? Uh, I got This is... I got a perfect tat and
2: a small one. This is a good one for the tattoo artist because you don't have to spend too much time. I'm gonna get a single baked bean tattooed on my forearm, and it's just gonna have a speech bubble that has it says "Rob" with a question mark. What do you think? Like waiting for Rob to slide in. Did you think a lot of people have baked bean tattoos? Is it a rare? That'd
1: yeah, be right. It's gotta yeah. be pretty rare. Go for it. What do you What do you got? So I've, I've done a crossover. At, you know, it was, like I said, I was watching uh, Things to Do in Denver When You're Dead. Sure. Great. So I have Andrew McCarthy hanging dead looking on my chest. You know, blue looking like Bub just hanging there looking destroyed. Cheeks a yeah. flutter. And then I've got Critical Bill, Treat Williams, using it as a punching bag. <laughs> wow. What a crossover, too. Huh? Memorable scene in that movie. Mm-hmm. And I, I brought them together, man. R.I.P. Treat Williams. Nice Un- to see fucking, you believable. Un- fucking believable Un-fucking-believable loss. Motorcycle yeah. death. Was he on a motorcycle? Yeah, he was, wasn't he? And he, he it wasn't his fault. I mean, it was his fault he was on a motorcycle. Look, man, credits have rolled. Lo and behold, there's a stinger at the end of class. What you got?
2: So the extended scene, Roblo, you know, hugs Andrew McCarthy. He's like, you know, I gotta go, man. I gotta take off. I got somewhere to be. And he's like, <laughs> and he books a bus trip to Andrew McCarthy's hometown. Uh Uh-oh. He rubs his hands together. And he goes to Andrew McCarthy's home. And he opens the door and he goes up to the bedroom, Nick. Uh Uh-oh. His parents. Uh Uh-oh. And he leans in. And McCarthy pops up from his mom's bed. with His mom beside him said, got here first. What do you think? (laughs) I love it. You can't do it to me. Man, you took me on an emotional ride there. I got here (laughs) first.
1: This is my territory. (laughs) I'm the mom guy. That's what he said. It's pretty great. And he goes, to Michael Keaton's, and he's already, the, no. Okay, so mine is Jacqueline Bisset is um, pissing on a pregnancy test. Oh, no. Pregnant with a damn nerd. And uh, it melts. Uh-oh. It just melts right off of her hand into the ground, and we find out the hard way. She was also having an affair with the xenomorph. <sighs> Look, you've been given the financing to have your own sequel to class. Escrow has fallen into money's account and sucked it up. What you got? How are you taking that hard earned and putting it in? Carthy's going nuts.
2: He can't get over the fact that he's wronged his friend so much that he he puts his mind his his beautiful mind to work at Harvard. Remember, he's even like he's so good at calculus, he's like tutoring Rob Lowe, and he invents time travel so he can go back in time and tell his. Past self, not to go to that bar, but he misshoots, and goes to the land of the dying. <laughs> Fucks up, Nick. He steps on a butterfly, and Jacqueline besett becomes a Galactus type figure in the universe. What is this? Don't
1: have it all mapped out yet, but it's close. So I, I thought like you I were going to have him beat Roblo's dad ultimately. I thought that was going to get me hot. He still I sleeps like with the mom by mistake. Yeah, I like. I like
2: it. <laughs> He sleeps with the galactic-sized Jacqueline (laughs) Bisset, and he's
1: like, "Fuck, I have to invent time machine again." He goes to Roman, so his thing is big enough to. Mine is is the ultimate crossover of all time. Yes, it's called Class Dash Action. Mary Elizabeth Mastertonio and Gene Hackman reprise their characters from the classic Class Action. Oh no, really? And and this cast reunites. You know, they've they've uh, Cliff Robertson because he's unavailable. But it's just basically, you know, it's it's a courtroom drama, and on one side you got McCarthy, and Rob Lowe, and Cliff, you know, mocap Cliff Robertson, and then the other side of the of the courtroom, you've got Jacqueline Bisset and the Xenomorph, and they're fighting over custody of the newborn.
2: The newborn from Resurrection.
1: Yeah, the judge rules that it has to get sucked through a porthole and. <laughs> makes a squeaking sound and be gone that's by the way that squeaking sound the newborn makes is my favorite sound it makes a squeak before leaving us it's the cutest goodbye look man you had the financing to have your own business associated with class how are you going to take that hard on and rub it out before we move on i just want to say that scene that you're talking about classic scene
2: we one of the best movie scenes ever the newborn's death and alien
1: resurrection not one of the worst (laughs) <laughs> On the top billion of the worst. <laughs> I've created a special medical breakthrough, and I deliver this. I know that it's, once again, going inside the world of the movie, which is very difficult to do in this world, but I do. Mm-hmm. I created a, a, a medical uh, item that I delivered to Andrew McCarthy's character's mother. Okay. It's the 17-year after pill. She takes it, and he ceases to exist. Well, you, then you can't write the
2: book that you bought today or yesterday. Fair trade. My business is, I'm tired of these companies like Hot Toys and doing these detailed action figures of comic book characters and action stars and okay. just nerdy stuff. Okay. So I'm going to start a Hot Toys like company and do figures from 80s sex comedies, but not oh, the main toys. characters. Yeah, not the main characters. Okay. Like we'll have, we'll have, because that's, we have probably trouble getting the licensing for that. So we'll do a side character of like, you know, the house mother from the, you know, the sorority from the, with or, the, or without pile over. <laughs> well, we got options. That's what hot toys always does, right? They give you, they give you options. You can change her hands and you can put puddles of food on her as well. <laughs> they, I always love that about those hot toys is
1: they give you multiple sets of hands. God damn it. You know, the most jealous family in existence. Skywalkers, man.
2: You know, maybe have like a Alan Ruck, like his his goofball charm in this. Maybe I'll do a Hot Toys of his character. What was his then, name? Do you remember his name in this?
0: Yeah, I'm,
1: well, of course, <laughs> I, it's right on this page. And, and I think I think he was wearing the alligator costume. Was it him? I'd love to ask Brown. Love to ask him. Look, you're in the movie. You've been added to the running time of class. What shape does your performance take? Uh, my character's name is Gnorkf.
2: North. I live in the sewers, and I'm a drug hun- hungry monster, and I just live. I feed off of like these kind of these little brooches that the kids flush down the toilet. You know, you know, um, every once in a while, you know, lip one of those and just get my sustenance. And all of a sudden, it's Christmas Day, Nick. So much drugs come down there, mm-hmm. and I am just at my full power. I have enough to even then store them away in my little, I have a treasure chest down there. That's
1: always empty, but I'm loaded now. What do you think? I love it. I'm the drug consuming goblin down. in the You're discovered by Anthony Michael Hall. And he says, look, can I name you Norm instead? Can we change your name to Norm? I'm playing. What inspired me here is I'm
2: playing Baldur's Gate three right now. And there is a, uh, one of the characters in it is a, I believe, a wizard that consumes magic items because he has a little bit of a a problem, some kind of curse, and he has to eat the magic off of your magic items. You can choose whether or not to give them to him or not. So he inspired Gnorf.
1: (laughs) I'm a similar character. I'm Andrew McCarthy's younger brother. Uh Uh-oh. His name is Alabama Swift. And he is also having an affair with an older woman. Okay. Jacqueline Bessette's mom. And she is with child. I got that Dame Preggers. And so now I'm sitting there at a Waffle House trying to figure it out, doing a fucking Venn diagram. Wait a minute. I'm Roblo's step-grandfather, and I'm my own brother's father-in-law? The mind boggles. And McCarthy comes over your shoulder
2: to help his little brother out to do the math correctly because he's so smart. That's amazing. Yeah.
1: Has it happened on Earth? I'm sure. Uh, We live in the right area. So. So, you've been uh, asked to come up with a mantra, a routine, a ritual associated with the movie class. What are you going to do? That's a good question. I'm just going to...
2: This is something for real. I never thought to do this. Next time I make a jack-o'-lantern, in about a month, I'm putting a wig on that bad boy.
1: You're going to call it jack-o'-lantern Bessette?
2: I will do that as well. Put a wig on a jack-o'-lantern. That might be a... Safety hazard if you light a little candle in there, but maybe I'll just put a little flashlight or something in there. Keep it safe. Keep it tight. What about you?
1: Mine's simple. I'm just gonna have this beautiful thought coursing through my mind at all given sure. times. You never know when a mom can be a dream machine. Right. So I'll be I'll be at Publix and I'll look over and I'll see a lady pushing a child. She might be a dream maker. She might hook up with Andy McCarthy right after she drops that kid off at the Goddard school. Then I'll be okay. you know, I'll be at Target and the lady'll be browsing through the you know, the Martha Stewart collection or whatever. And then, um, you know, maybe she doesn't have a child with her, but she's, you know, she's obviously a mom. You know, maybe there's a couple of toys in her basket. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, maybe she's somebody's dream machine.
2: Let me back up a little bit. So your mantra is that you're going to look at women? Is that what you...
1: I'm going to look at people that I think are mothers and say, that that's a potential dream machine for someone. Which is true. I mean, there's nothing untoward about it. I'm just positing that you know that maybe there's a dream machine in her. Sounds untoward, I will say. And then let's just... say, I mean, I can flip it around too. I I see a young man roaming. You know, he's at the at the sports bar. I'm watching him sit at a table. He's he's playing. You know, he's doing is doing his fantasy draft with his buddies. I'm like, there's a very good chance that he might wind up in somebody's mother later on today. So it goes both ways. This is the circle of life. Sure. And I'll just kind of keep that in the forefront, you know, instead of just looking at people, as human beings, as I interact with them, I'd be thinking that's probably somebody's dream machine. All right. Okay,
2: I got it. (laughs) I got it. I'm I'm there with you.
1: Okay. Look, man, you're on an island. You've been trapped through all these many years, gathering debris from various films, and now it's time to take something from class, What you bring in.
2: There's so much to take from this. It's hard to, like, narrow it down. I mean, even the costumes. I might take the alligator costume. Because it was cute man and you know kind of also like maybe you want to blend in sometime with the wildlife on your uh, island so I'd get that I'd take the alligator costume you got
1: a bunch of bipedal alligators on your island
2: man, I hope not but I also take the alligator jokes as well that's so
1: you what about you I'm still wanna, I' want to hear some of these alligator jokes you were cooking up
2: I mean is there any good alligator jokes that I that I could think of from the from the movie do I, I just have to take the ones from the movie right like want to buy a t-shirt is the one I remember. Or want to buy a shirt, not a t shirt.
1: And then maybe like just
2: wear that costume and just dovetail after a few jokes, just dovetail into QAnon conspiracy.
1: Well, funnily enough, I'm taking a costume as well Jesus costume. Oh, wow. And what my, my logic behind it is let's say I see a boat full of missionaries approaching. I yep. see this, this island and they're coming ashore to, to preach the gospel. Well, I suit up. Because the last thing they'd expect to come to an island is to see Jesus himself standing there. And then I'll I'll basically say, I've returned, but I don't have a ride. So I've been just roaming this damn island. And these guys are thrilled because they've been waiting for this. And also because, man, he's hotter than we thought. So I solved their problems, man. And it's like, uh, guys, meet Georgie.
0: down